Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Today I will be speaking with Lisa Haidt. Lisa grew up in a small village in Germany, but soon moved around Europe for high school studies and work. Her main motivation is to connect diverse people and ideas and through this make an impact in society. With her multidisciplinary background in culture, politics, languages, and economics, she combines different perspectives, comes to new approaches to solve problems, and bring people together. While volunteering at an NGO for women's rights, Lisa developed a digital strategy for the organization and witnessed how the digital transformation made a huge impact on the women's rights activists. That's what drove her to work more in the digital field and then join Microsoft to make a similar impact on others. Besides her work, she's also involved in various social initiatives to empower people using technology. Welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you. I'm really excited as well. Thanks for having me. Great. Let's get started. So, Lisa, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So, I really never expected to be working in the tech industry one day. I grew up in a very small village with like 800 inhabitants, Mm -hmm. and I was very interested in languages, culture, politics, and that's also what I ended up studying at university, so more of a humanities focus. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at Microsoft. And people ask me, why? Why are you in the tech industry? Why are you in IT? And really, all I can say is that the big turning point was really when I was volunteering at an NGO for women's rights in the Middle East. And there I was responsible for um, creating a strategy of how to make the organization more digital. So it was um, an organization spanning 13 countries in the Middle East, consisting of women who were really aware of the surroundings and the conditions they were exposed to. And they had the mission to improve their rights and fight for more empowerment. So they had no access to technology. They couldn't exchange and connect amongst each other. So um, yeah, I was there to give them access to these tools and make the organization more digital and really talking to these women and seeing the impact technology had on them was really yeah touching for me and um yeah i thought wow there must be more to discover out there and more ways that technology can actually make an impact so i thought where which place would be better to discover all these options than actually IT. So now I'm working at Microsoft and Umic, 
and I really love it. That is amazing. And you were where you were meant to be, right? When you were helping those women women improve their rights and improve, you know, what they were capable of and really lift them up. That that's that's so awesome. Um, so we both share a passion for women in technology. Tell us more about your involvement with groups that focus on women. Mm-hmm. So for once, I'm part of the WIT network. Mm-hmm. It's Women in Tech Network, which is a global network of women. Um, and I'm in the board of the German part of it. Um, it's, it's a very safe space where you connect with other women. Um, we learn from each other. We organize regular events. One of my favorite was the International Women's Day, which we had in March. It was actually the last real event, which was still happening in person. So an entire day of 200 women coming together. We had a lot of panel discussions, um, small group workshops, and networking sessions. And it's a really personal atmosphere, even though you are so many women in a room. But it's really good to exchange, learn from each other, and you share so many similarities in life, similar experiences. And then it's good to exchange best practices and your learnings. Um, And then I'm also involved at Women at Microsoft, which is more focused on career development. Um, And there, one thing I really like is the regular roundtables. So there are women um, from different positions talking about their career paths. And I think it's really nice to learn about all these different career opportunities. Because so much what we hear now is that there are women lacking in tech, there aren't enough women in high positions, which is true. So I think those women that there are, they have to be visible. And these career roundtables are actually a way to make them visible and then allow the exchange between these women that made it up there um, and younger uh, women that their careers I want to discover more and um, yeah get inspiration through these roundtables. I love that. Um, so you know the WIT network. I'm also part of the WIT network. I sit on the their board, and uh, it's just an amazing community of. Um, I think we're over 50 countries now. It's a global community and women from all over the world can support and lift each other. Um, And with technology, we can connect. You know, you and I connected based on technology, which is so great. Um, And the Women in Microsoft, that's a great organization, too, for you to be visible like you and to grow your skills to kind of advance your career within Microsoft. So that's that's amazing. And you've done such a great job with really putting yourself out there and, um, you know, working on just growing and getting to that next level. So proud of you. Um, technology is so fascinating to me. You know, I've always loved it since I was very, very young. So let's talk about the impact of digitalization on society today. And how can we use tech to empower others? Mm -hmm. So I would say it's a tool. 
and everyone can use this tool for his or, own, his or her own needs. Uh, I mentioned in the beginning the organization with the women I was working at, and for those women, just having the tool was actually already a form of empowerment, because in their environment, it's mostly the men that have access to technology and now know how to use it. But then learning as a woman to access a computer, to chat online, that was already empowering. And then, yeah, that also shows that it's not always about complex code, that it can also be um, knowing how to use Word or PowerPoint and Excel um, to, to write your CV or how to write emails so that you can actually answer to the emails that the school of your kids send you. Mm -hmm. So it's really simple things in, in your life that can be changed by having access to technology. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really a way to make your life easier. And if you don't have this access, it's, it just separates you from everyone else. And yeah, it's a way to become more independent. That's great. Yeah, technology has, you know, empowered all of us to grow, to think differently, to learn. All of those things technology empowers you to do. And so anybody listening, if you're afraid of technology in any way or are not jumping in with both feet, I really encourage you because it does empower you. And, you know, now our world world is flat because we can – you know, from Munich to Arizona, we can talk to each other <laughs> just like we were, you know, in the next um, city or the next state. Um, so technology is empowering us to help other women lift them up. So it's, it's just amazing. So, you know, with COVID these days and unprecedented times, so much of everything is going virtual. And I understand that when you came on board to Microsoft, you were virtually onboarded. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how it felt different from, like, if you were there in person or was it just the same? Did it feel great? Tell, tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, sure. So, actually, I came to Microsoft one year ago, and okay. I had completely normal in-person onboarding. I was in the office almost every day, meeting my team members, and I really loved this experience of getting onboarded and meeting everyone. But then in September, I joined a completely new team and yeah, completely separate branch as well within Microsoft. And I was, my onboarding was completely virtual, of course. And even though it was in the same company, it was a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I would like to mention, um, what I really like about the culture at Microsoft, especially in the office, is that it's really open and you don't have any assigned seats, for example. Mm -hmm. So you come in the office in the morning and you choose a random seat. And because of that, there's a lot of movement. And it can happen that every day you're sitting next to a new person. And this way you get into a conversation, you talk to people with really completely different roles and positions. And that's how you can also um, suddenly learn about 
these other positions, maybe you even find out a way to work together on the same project. But if everything is virtual, this is not possible because you don't really have these touch points with random people. So what helped me there was um, my manager and my team members, they suggested me people I should message. So I mes messaged them on Teams and I um, asked them for a virtual coffee. And that was really helpful. So I could go out to people I, I didn't know before. And I had really people to talk to. And that made the whole onboarding a bit more personal. But then at the same time, um, I think you should also use the benefits you have when it's virtual onboarding. So I really um, like to do shadowing in the first weeks of a new role. Um, and sometimes it's quite hard to join meetings of my colleagues when they are in person. So sometimes you have to get transport, maybe a hotel or just a bigger conference room when it's in person and you want to join a meeting. Um, but now online, <laughs> I asked them, can I join the meeting? And they just forwarded me the call invitations. Mm -hmm. So that was much easier than uh, in-person meetings. And it's super easy to just join and learn from how my colleagues worked with their clients, with their partners, because I just joined the call and listened in. So, of course, the whole personal experience is a bit different when it's all virtual, but there are still ways through the virtual coffees, for example, to make it at least a bit personal and connect. And then at the same time, there are these benefits that you should really make use of. I love that. So the list that was given to you of people to contact when you were onboarded virtually, were they people in your department or were they completely random people within Microsoft? Mm -hmm. Some were, yeah, within my department and my colleagues said, um, contact them. They might be useful. You might um, yeah, need them for your own role as well. But Sometimes it was just um, friends of my colleagues working in different departments. And then it was nice to have these personal conversations, but then also seeing what they did. So both people from my department and from others. And I think if I had been out there on my own, <laughs> I wouldn't have messaged them at all. But now I'm really happy that I had the chance to, to talk to them and yeah, see what they were working on. Great. Um, I love the idea of virtual coffee. Is that like 15 minutes, 30 minutes? How long was your virtual coffees? Usually I set them up for 30 minutes mm -hmm. because I think it's a good it's a good time. It doesn't take up too much time of your day because in the end you still have to work. But I think it's also enough time to really connect, to ask questions, exchange a bit. Um, and it's not like jumping in and out of the call when it's just 15 minutes. Right. So, yeah. That's great. Did you know that there is an increase in the number of women leaving the tech industry? As a woman-owned business, Directions Training has made it our mission and passion to change this statistic. That's why Jennifer created this podcast. 
we showcase insight from everyday women for everyday women in the tech industry. Do you know other people that would benefit from tuning in? Share the link and help us drive the advancement of women in the tech industry. Do you have a journey or know of someone that our listeners would benefit from hearing about? Reach out to us at directionstraining.com slash podcast. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and wherever you find your podcasts. Now, back to the show. So, um, you know, I own an IT training company, and we focus a lot on Microsoft technologies. I know you're very passionate about education and learning. Um, Can you share with us some of the initiatives that you're involved in and also kind of share with us how you stay relevant and how you you know, continuously learn. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, I volunteer at this um, school. It's called the Ready School for Digital Integration. It was founded by Anneke Bartels, who's a very inspiring social entrepreneur and a great woman to talk to as well. And she founded this school, which is focused on um, yeah, refugees and people with a migrant background that just came to Germany um, and the aim is to teach them digital skills for once um, for life and then also for work. And there I volunteer in the digital women program. So I have a class of um, 12 women from very different ages and backgrounds. Some just came to Germany really recently. Others have been here for some more time. Um, but most of them don't even have a computer. So when they become a student in, in the school, they get access to computers. And then we teach them first how to use the keyboard um, and then how to use the tools um, that are on the computer, how to navigate on the internet, how to set your privacy right, how to be safe on the internet, and really basic things like that. And that's something they can use in their everyday life. Um, really apply it by um, responding, as I said before, um, to the emails from the kids' school, for example. But they also use it um, to apply for jobs. And no matter what job they want, they always need to know how to use emails in Word, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then at the same time, I, I really enjoyed talking to them and teaching because in the first two classes they are a bit scared they look at the computer and they are happy when they find the right letters in the keyboard (laughs) but then yeah but then after a few lessons they are really eager to learn more and they ask me so many things and they want to find out how to make the formulas in excel and advance even more and more and in the end of the course so like after 10 or 11 weeks, they are already asking for career opportunities in tech. So it's really fascinating to see their, the way they grow over time. And it's so fast um, and they are so dedicated to learn, which I think is a great initiative. And I'm really enjoying working at the organization. And then um, something else, In June, there was a a hackathon in Germany, which was dedicated to improving 
the ways that schools are operating, um, but also preparing them for the current COVID situation, but then also improving the school system for the future. And there I started a project which brings diverse role models to schools and to um, yeah, young students to share their own experiences. And um, the, these role models can also be women in tech that come to the school classes and already talk to young girls about all the opportunities that are out there and really encourage them to, to discover the options they have. Yeah. That's great. Wow. And I know, you know, as being a teacher myself, the more you teach, the more you learn, right? Because you're learning from your students, you're learning from the content, from the curriculum. So that's a great way to keep relevant and to continuously learn. And the hackathon, I love that um, because that just keeps you on top of your game and um, the schools are really doing more to get kids engaged in technology, which is amazing. So I love that. Um, so, you know, as we both know, we are women in a male-dominated field. Um, I'm sure you faced some challenges over your career. Can you share some of those with us and what you did to overcome them? Mm -hmm. So usually I think it's more of a feeling when you're the only woman in a room filled with men mm -hmm. and expectations that come with it. So just to give you an example, even this week I was in a call with three other men. One was my colleague I work with on a regular basis, but the two others, um, I, I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. And the call was quite technical. The three men were talking really about technology and going into details. And it felt like they were talking just amongst the three of them. Mm -hmm. And especially those two men I, I didn't know, it seemed like they they thought I didn't understand a word of what they were saying. But then in the middle of the conversation, my colleague actually said, well, <laughs> you should talk to her about it. Lisa knows a few things about it as well. And you could see the two other men mm -hmm. like stopping mm -hmm. and being like, oh. And then it was the conversation that they included me a bit more. And, you know, it's these little actions um, when my colleague did that are really necessary right now in order to be inclusive and really have everyone participate in a conversation and have everyone on the table. Because, um, yes, yeah, sometimes it's really hard as a woman to get into the conversation and really to join. Also, what my former supervisor would always tell me is that when you're in a meeting with a lot of other men and you're the only woman, then they will expect you to care for the coffee, to take notes. But that's, even if nobody says it, it's expected of you to do that because you're the woman. But I think, yeah, we should really challenge this idea and take turns or whatever, but not just put the woman on the seat of taking notes, caring for the coffee, refilling cups, because, yeah, just keeping all these roles fixed and it needs the effort of all. Um, men, women, everyone should just um, pay attention to these small things in life 
and uh, yeah, then it just takes really like just this one sentence by my, my colleague that completely turned the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, um, I love the stories that you just told because it's so common, and I know as women we all face that. Um, and you know, women have to prove themselves more than men ever have to do. Um, and then we don't always have the confidence um, that we need to portray to make sure that that we prove ourselves. And um, you know, using or working with our male colleagues and really um, connecting with them for them to become champions for us is so important. You know, um, I always, always say any type of encouragement for women in tech has to come both from men and women, not just women alone. So it is really, really important. And I think that was a really good example to show that as soon as he said, well, Lisa knows something about this topic, let's include her it changed the whole dynamic of the conversation. Otherwise, they who didn't know you wouldn't think to ask you to participate because they automatically thought, because you're a woman, you probably are not technical. And so um, great, great examples. And you've done a really good job with really overcoming them by you know, building that, pro- proving that, um, that you know your material, you are, uh, just as knowledgeable as they are about the products and technology. So great job on that. So in closing, um, what advice do you have for women who might be considering a career in technology? A lot of times women, you know, don't think of it. um, And when they think of it, they probably don't know enough about it. So what advice could you give them so that they would consider a technology career? Mm Mm-hmm. I think if you're a woman who wants to work in the IT industry, then really go for it. And don't let anyone stop you just because you're a woman or, um, yeah, because of any other reason. Because if you want to do it, just go for it. And there's so much out there to discover. And you can always um, make it somehow fit your interests and match them. Um, just be creative and open to the opportunities that there are, and then play around with whatever you can get. Because um, yeah, that's also what I noticed. So many different perspectives coming together is actually more useful than just having a room filled with the same people. And then we need the developers, but we also need the users and those that bring the developers and the users together in order to create this match and to make sure that the technology can be used by others. So it's about combining different perspectives and just see how your perspective can make a difference and be creative in that. At the same time, if you don't want to be a woman working in tech, at least be a woman using tech because it can be so empowering to yourself it can be a tool to empower others too so there are so many opportunities and just yeah be creative just try out what is possible and then use it because it's so important these days and um, don't be scared great just do it just jump in with both feet learn as much as you can 
great, great advice. Um, so, Lisa, this was such a pleasure, and I know we could talk forever, but um, it would be great if you could share with our listeners how they could get a hold of you, if they can follow you on social, or what's the best way. Oh, sure. Um, so, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter, and feel free to reach out. It's about connecting and getting inspired by each other. I'm looking forward to hearing from other great women out there. So. Great. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I really enjoyed our time together. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end-user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.